This is 93.7 a ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion Vershawn Jackson. Oh, I got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Gotta try to find you. There he is. What time, lover? That was close. Uh, no. Nah. That's all right. Get the wing stop. www.wingstop.com. Get some wings, man. Tell them VJ sent you. They might give you a little couple quarters off. Notice I said quarter. Oh, really? But we asked for no big, big time ten percent. I said quarters. Off. I know Vershawn Jackson. Can I get my meal for free? Absolutely not. I can do that. Nick, you you were you were going somewhere before we went to break. We went somewhere before we went to break, right? Yeah. How important? Let me just ask you this: How important will it be for you to see big time changes from Nebraska's football squad? Oh, big time changes. Yeah. I, I think very important. Um, right off the bat. I'm trying to think of what type of changes. Uh I, I think you hit it on the head with the special teams. You, you gotta figure out a way to score off of special teams or I, like is it bad just to expect them to do their job? No. It's a good thing. Like they they have actually lost points because of special teams the last couple of years, right? So I think Nebraska fans, including myself, would be happy if they just did their job. Like I, I'm not, I'm not a big fan necessarily of like fair catching every single thing, but listen, it beats a turnover. Just just don't turn the football over. I mean, I get it, but thanks. Special teams, you got to make plays on that. It just can't be a thing where we saw that we saw that book last year. Mm-hmm. The end of the year, all we did, and we saw a prelude of it. Say, I was going to say, we saw it on the game. first – well, we saw it in the first game with Cam Taylor-Britt. Well, and, and you, you cannot afford to have bonehead plays like that. Yeah. Because those are the plays that can make or break a game. I mean, you take those – you take that game – you take that play away – Mm-hmm. Might be a different ball game, you know what yeah. I mean? Because in football, it's again about momentum. You know, you can have all the momentum in the world, be up twenty-one to nil, and have something like that happen, and and a, and a team can come back on you. So it's more sense. It, it makes more sense to me that we get all those situations out of the way, get them out of the way in the fall camp, yeah. so that when we open up in Dublin, we open up with all systems to go. Yeah, so I think that's a that's a big one. I mean, obviously you can tra- you know carry that over into don't turn the football over on offense. Like, just keep possession of the football. Um, another another thing I want to say about this Dane, Dane is he was probably responsible for, and this was just a highlight tape, at least like ten strips. There you I go. like that. 
I like that. Nebraska that mentality, we got to have it. I know they have it, though. So are we are we penciling this guy in as a, a guy that comes in and, and contributes right away? I think so. Really? I think so. I think so. I don't think he's a guy that's hmm. going to come in and, and ride the pine. Interesting. I think he's he's a guy that's going to be a leader. I, I I could be wrong, but I I don't think we're getting this kid to come ride the pine. Not a four star to Alabama, because so, a four star to Alabama is like a seven star to Nebraska. Ooh, seven star commits to Nebraska. Um, so who saying. who does he hop? Who does he hop over? It depends on where he play him. I mean, when, at the free spot, safety. He's yeah. just rangy. I mean, I'm not going to say that he goes, he's going to hop Farmer. I think Farmer's done enough. But if Farmer don't put his best foot forward in the offseason, if he doesn't get bigger, faster, stronger, and this kid comes in and he's bigger, faster, stronger and making plays and making tackles and doing what he's supposed to do, man, I don't see, know. I was going to say, I see there's a more of a likelihood that he, he jumps Farmer than he jumps Singleton, in my opinion. Are you saying Singleton is over Buford? Yes. Okay. Vershawn, T. Farley says this on the text line. I think we made some good decisions in the transfer portal. A few more defensive line or maybe a couple of linebackers should help make a solid defense. Um, but VJ, he didn't even play at Alabama, so stop with that. I get it that he didn't play at Alabama. But that's only because Alabama's got probably five more of him. That's a little bit better. So do he stay at Alabama to play his junior and senior year? Or do he get out of there and come to Nebraska where we don't have that much talent? Because if we did, we wouldn't be getting him out of the portal. Uh, would we? Would we? Would we be getting? Would we be making a big stink about a guy from Alabama if he wasn't better than the guys we already have? Or if not equal to? I'm just saying. What are we thinking about? Terrell Farley, can you answer that question Ooh, for me? T. Farley wants us to move him to outside linebacker. That Listen, if if – if he could play like a T. Farley, right, mm -hmm. if he was sure tackler, if he had a nose for the ball, if he knew how to get off of blocks and all that stuff, I would say throw him into the fire. But T. Farley came from Juco where he played linebacker. I don't think T. Farley played safety in Juco. So it would be tough to make that transition. Not that he couldn't. I just said it will be tough. That's all. Outside linebacker, I feel like you you feel pretty good there as well. Um, I mean, Caleb Tanner, obviously, we'll see where they where they decide to move him, whether or not um, they want to keep him with outside linebackers or maybe if they switch to a 4-3, if he becomes an edge guy. I, I, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, but then you have Garrett Nelson as well, who's similar. Uh, we already talked about Javen Wright. Then we saw even a little bit of Blaze Gunnerson and Jamari Butler in years past. So I feel like you feel good about your linebacker core. That That's actually the place that I feel the most confident in this defense going into this season. My See, my least would, confident would be the defensive line. I would play Caleb Tanner if we if the two guys that we got coming off the edge, mm -hmm. you know if, if I mean you got Nelson and you got the kid the the uh, Mathis, if you get those two and they're going, that's right. Plus two guys in the middle, I think you put Caleb Tanner on the weak side. You okay. put him on the weak side and you blitz the you blitz him from inside out. You blitz him from outside in. Every now and then you might want to throw him back in coverage just as a dummy coverage type of deal, you know what I mean, a zone coverage. But I just think mm -hmm. that he's an awesome blitzer. He can get to the quarterback. But I think he's one of those guys that if you take the cuffs off of him, if you tell him, look, bro, you ain't go. got no responsibility, just, let him just go. Go, go yeah. get the quarterback. 
do what you got to do. I mean, you turning you turning a wild animal on the loose, baby. So here's here's an interesting kind of scenario that that could possibly play out here. If Nebraska does get the commitment of Stephen Wynn, the Alabama defensive lineman, right? That defensive tackle room is Devin Drew, it'd be Wynn, Nash Hutmacher, Jalen Weaver, and Marquise Black. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Jalen Weaver's a guy who measures in at three, over 300 pounds as well. Younger guy. Um, But... We also kind of felt like going into this season, this was going to be Nash Hutmacher's year to kind of burst onto the scene. That we were going to start seeing Nash Hutmacher, especially because a guy like DeAndre Thomas and Damian Daniels are no longer with the program. They've moved on, right? If if yeah. if Win comes and Devin Drew's here, Devin Drew's a senior, so you wonder. All right, you would you would kind of have an idea. He's played the most college football out of anybody in that room, especially if Nebraska switches to a four three. Maybe he's one of those guys. So who's who's next to him, right, in the interior? So maybe it's Stephen Wynn and instead of Nash Hutmacher, or maybe it's Nash Hut. Like it's an interesting scenario that we have no idea how it's going to play out. But it's just kind of something to ponder have, right now. You could you can never have enough defensive line. No, I agree. That's why that's why Stephen Wynn's so, such a big big possible or big recruit for Nebraska right now. If you got five guys that can play those two positions, man, you're you're in you're in a great position. I mean, if you got if you got four guys, so that means you got two backups that can come in and there's not big fall off. Yeah, you, you you're in a good position to be successful, you know. And I think I, I think having big hotmaker uh, is a is is a plus. And he should not concede his position because they're bringing people in. I wouldn't. I, that would. I'm telling you, that would fuel my fire. Oh, you ain't got another defensive tackle? Yeah. What? Okay, okay. I must have to work out three times a day. Oh, you ain't got another DB? Okay, four times. Okay. Four times a day. Oh, you yeah. ain't got another five times a day. Yeah. My point is, I would not be the one, the guy who wants to lose his position. To a guy that is all coming in off the street, and that would it would force me to put my best foot forward and work as hard as I possibly can to make it happen. All right, VJ. So let's let's go back to linebackers here because we got a thought on the text line that I want to get to, but I want to ask you a question first. Um, how, how do you feel personally about the linebacker room? Because outside linebacker Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner, you feel really good about those two guys, right? Javen Wright, if he stays healthy, you feel good about him. Jamari... I, I don't feel good about Caleb Tanner. Let's just get that really at defensive. as a as a as we're in a four three and he'll be the other defensive end. I do not because I don't think he gives us the best chance with his size. If you run right at him and double him, he the, you got the corner right now. So I'm not looking, and, and this is not a slight. Can he get it done? Yes. I'm saying what makes us win 10 games. Now, see, that's a different conversation. Caleb Tanner playing defensive end does not help us win 10 games. 
Caleb Tanner being that outside linebacker guy that's a blitzer, that's yeah. a that's a weak side havoc maker, run stopper. Um, um, that guy gives us a chance. It, one, it gives him a chance to be an All American. Two, it gives us a chance to win the game. And you put your best eleven guys out on the football field. Okay, so you like him at outside linebacker. I absolutely. Okay. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. So outside linebackers here, Caleb Tanner, Garrett Nelson. You feel good about those two at outside linebacker? I'm not looking at at at, at uh, Nelson as an outside linebacker though. I'm looking at him as an edge. Okay. So he's a rush in. He's an edge. We got this. We got this on the text line. Uh, T Farley once again. I don't feel comfortable with the linebackers. Sure, they started for a couple years, but they are not playmakers. They just tackle check and their stats. See how many tackle for loss, interception, forced fumble, fumble recoveries they have. Um, can't make a tackle seven to eight yards down off the ball down the field. I agree. I, I listen. Terrell Farley played linebacker, and he's one of the greatest to put the pass on in Nebraska. Yes. So if his assessment of those linebackers is that before I gave my assessment that not playing a position in cotton college or pros, I would, I would yield to Terrell Farley's assessment Yeah, of that. I think, um, I like Heinrich a lot. Um, I like Reimer cause he's got a motor, but, but again, too many times we saw them making tackles seven, eight yards down the field, or when it came time to make those big plays and tackle in space, we weren't able to do it, you know, and we let Ohio State's running back, Michigan State's running back, Michigan's running back. You know, we let them run wild on us. And, and linebackers that are great linebackers, they take pride in stopping the run. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from that. I, I would I would give Reimer a little bit of credit, though, making one-on-one tackles. And, and Dude, part of that was – I love I mean, like, Reimer. Yeah, I know. Reimer, Reimer was one of those dudes – like I remember specifically multiple times last year take, I mean, taking on the uh, running back one-on-one. And, and a big reason was because, I mean, Reimer was able to get up near the line of scrimmage because of a guy like Damian Daniels just took up space. Like there, it all, it all kind of worked together, right? But now this year it's going to be interesting because Damian Daniels is gone. And we saw what happened to that defensive front for Nebraska when Damian Daniels was not in the middle against Iowa last year. It was bad. It was it was it was, it was a big giant gaping hole. Like it was it was not good. It, but that to me is what you like like we're doing. Like I said, hats off to the coaching staff, Coach uh, Trev Albers, all those guys down there, uh, uh, doing a great job of snatching some people out of the transfer portal and filling some holes up that I said was a concern. Defensive line was a concern of mine, whether you had Casey Rogers or not. It was still a concern of mine because Casey Rogers has not shown that he can make consistent plays over a course of a game. He hasn't been healthy enough. That's my point. I know. He hasn't shown that. So I'm not I'm not getting ready to give Casey Rogers no no big old kudo points. But the fact that we went in the transfer portal, we went and addressed some needs up front. You know, address that front four need. I like that. I think you can't win unless you dominate the line of scrimmage. And the line of scrimmage starts with your offensive lineman and defensive lineman. Mm -hmm. Who wins that dog fight? Most of the times determine whether or not you win 10 games. I agree. There, I mean, so so that's defense. How how is our overall feeling about the defense this year? If you had to if you had to look defense versus offense, what group do you have more confidence in going into this season? It before we start getting guys out of the transfer portal, right you'd ask me this right after. If you'd ask, well, wait a minute. If you'd ask me that right after spring, 
I would have told you offensively. Okay. Oh, okay. Because 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 of what we lost, what we lost, but what the pieces that we added offensively. A little bit are, of a little bit of addition by subtraction while getting some bigger bigger transfer portal additions. I I, I like what we did on the offensive side of the ball. Okay. Now, the defensive side of the ball just caught up. With some of the names, with O'Shawn Mathis, with the defensive tackles that we got, the the, the uh, defensive backs that we're getting out the transfer portal. To me, right now, if I had to pick one group, I couldn't. I would I would say, based on what I saw, okay. If, if I would have, if I had to pick one, and right after spring, it would be offensively. But because of what we did in the transfer portal, I think we're that that even the playing field, defense, just a little bit more. Defense, defense is catching up. Do we they see? Better catch up. Do, do we see this this coaching staff? We we really noticed it at the end of last year or towards the back half of last year, where they really kind of full on leaned on their defense to win games, like they they deferring on kickoffs, right? Like things like that, which we have never seen Scott Frost do before last season, right? Do they still do that this year, or do they have? Co- do, will will they find enough success in their offense to where? That's not really a talking point. No, I, I think you always should, if you win the toss, defer and okay. let the defense set the tone. Because if the defense sets the tone, a lot of times it's the tone for the entire game. So we gotta we have to lean more on those black shirts like we used to have old. Like I told you before, when I went through some of those games, listen, man, we, we, we got up 21 to to three on the team and did not score another point in the second half at all and still won the game. That meant our defense stepped up big time. The captain to take it 93.7. Be right back. <laughs> 